Oh, here goes, and welcome to the 106th episode of Throwback Hoops. Woody V is in the house. Please follow the show on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcasts. We appreciate everyone's ongoing support. And as always, I'm joined by my main man, Robbie Clayton. What's good, fam? What's up, Woods? Great to be back for another week, mate. Um, now we've got plenty of uh, good stuff to talk about today, so yeah, looking forward to kicking with you. Likewise, my friend. So without a further ado, let's get into it. What jerseys you got for us today? Nice. Well, obviously my narrative's changed a little bit now that we've got some all-star reserves um, being, or replacements being named. So, um, look, I'm not even going to talk too much today. Um, I'm just going to stand up and show you the one I'm rocking. It's a double Trey Young jersey day. Um, I thought it was fitting I'd show his all-star jersey. This is one from 2020. Um, not sure if you knew I had this one, but it's, um, you know, I like surprising with my um, random all-star jersey. So I'll just stand up and show you this one and um, I'll talk a little bit about Trey. I don't have to tell you guys, Robbie just told you the jerseys he's got, a Trey Young All-Star jersey and hanging in the ground, a Trey Young Atlanta Hawks jersey. I'm not going to lie, Woods, I was pretty annoyed that he didn't make the um, reserves initially. I know we spoke about this last week and we made our predictions. Um, as much as I was probably trying to be really... I was actually really confident Trey was going to make it. I thought, how can you be averaging 27 and 11? I really thought... He would. Um, I think it came down to probably the Dame Lillard selection, um, making the starting five. I actually don't think he would have got picked on the bench. Um, I think, like, say Jalen Brunson was a starter, I think Trey probably would have got named over over Dame Lillard. I think he's had a better year in pretty much every category there except for team wins, and it's an individual All-Star game, so I don't know how much team wins should come into play. But, um, yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit as we get on. Um, he's been named as an injury replacement. Really thrilled about that. Um, there was a lot of talk, wasn't there? I know LeBron came out, Steph Curry, a lot of these superstars came out. They were genuinely shocked that Trey didn't make it. So it just shows you he's got the support of some of the stars in the league. But, yeah, like in this one, it's the, the Kia um, All-Star game from 2020. Of course, behind me, we've just got the, the standard sort of red Trey jersey there. But, yeah, um, looking forward to, to seeing him in the All-Star game. And, and talk a bit about that with you. Likewise. Nice. And what are you rocking today? I see you got the nice Spurs combo. I know that. I know I that did. jersey number there. I'm loving that hat too. I like that old Spurs logo. So yeah, Thanks. why don't you show us that one? Woods are standing, rocking the number twenty, Manu Ginobili. Great jersey there. Funny, when I see Ginobili Woods, I always think of the American people saying, like, thinking he was European. I used to hear that so many times, like, oh, you know, he's a great player from Europe. Uh, incorrect, but anyway. Um, yeah, looking forward to what you hear, got to say about him. Um, you're not going to catch, like, a bat by any chance, like, during the podcast <laughs> if one flies past you? Yeah. No, 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 nothing like that. I just, I mean, sit still for a while, man. It's just while I go through his accolades. He was the uh, 57th overall pick in the second round of, of the 99 NBA draft. So when we talk about second round picks that had great careers. His name has to be in the forefront um, of everyone's conversations. Mm -hmm. Didn't actually um, enter the league till 2002 and spent his whole career with the San Antonio Spurs and had a storied career in Europe well, before he joined, um, well, not just in Europe, he played, played in South America and Europe before he joined, just to get that right, before he joined the, uh, uh, the NBA. But um, these are his accolades, four-time NBA champion, two-time NBA All-Star, two-time All-NBA third-teamer, NBA All-Rookie second team, his number 20 is retired by the San Antonio Spurs, his Argentina number 5 is retired. Um, before he entered the NBA, he was a EuroLeague champion, EuroLeague finals MVP, 
But I mean, I, I could go on for a while. And um, since he stopped playing, he's uh, uh, since joined the San Antonio Spurs front office as a special advisor to basketball operations. Um, and on the 10th of September, 2022, uh, Ginobili became the 12th player to have played for San Antonio Spurs. Uh, the 12th player to have played for the San Antonio Spurs franchise to be inducted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. He is now, however, only one of four Spurs to be inducted who played exclusively for the San Antonio franchise. Can you name the other three, Robbie? Um, so Robinson, Duncan. Um, you're not going to trick me with Tony Parker because I'm sure I had a dream that he played with Charlotte for a season, <laughs> there, which never seemed right. So there's one more Spur. Um it's a difficult one. Became a great coach. Bowen with, in it? No, you know, became um, a, became a great coach with the the SuperSonics and the Nuggets. Um, his playing career would have been in the sixties and seventies. Uh, right. Um, SuperSonics and Nuggets. Um, not George Carl. George Carl. It is. George Carl. It is. I'm glad I got that. Yeah. Hey, interesting. You said that about uh, Manu Wood. So such good accolades there. If you would have quizzed me before, I don't know if I would have guessed those two All-NBA third teams. For me, like, that may be the most impressive one. So that shows for two seasons there, he was in the top 15 players in the whole NBA, which is, that's huge, right? Given that he probably would have had at least two guys on his own team that were sort of considered better players than him, I guess. Two, even three at some stages. So, yeah, that's um, that's pretty good. He was, he was a great yeah. player to watch, wasn't he? I really enjoyed his, his career. And 2008, 2011, those years he was in a bench role when he made that, those all NBA teams, which makes it an even you know bigger achievement. Mm. One thing I'll always remember him for, everyone's talking about the Euro step these days, right? He did a Euro step, you know, to yeah. get to the basket and score. I can't remember a guy who, who made it as popular as Manu did. Can you remember a guy before him who brought that move to the NBA uh, and made it his own? Uh, was not. he the first? I'd say it probably would be. And I'll tell you another thing, Woods, that probably gets forgotten a bit, a bit about Manu. Sneaky athletic, oh, right? He's definitely. had a lot of posters, right, where he oh, would yeah. sort of drive down the middle of the lane, obviously a left-handed, or he'd throw it down with his left hand. And I think people sort of remember at the end of his career, you know, he was very balding and slowed down a bit. But, man, he had some hops early on in his career. And, yeah, really enjoyed. You mentioned, obviously, his number five was retired by the Argentinian national team. Really enjoyed those Argentinian teams back in the day. I hope they get back to the top level as a country because they don't seem like they're like it at the moment but um yeah um no good one to show today i mean that long flowing beautiful hair that he had early in his career i associate with his athleticism Mm. Um, later in life when he lost the hair he became a smarter player maybe he didn't have that athleticism but you can yeah you can you can you know relate those two looks to to his athleticism he always seemed like a good dude as well didn't he yeah yeah. And remains an extremely close friend of our very own Paddy Mills to this day. Yeah, so, nice, yeah. nice. All right, so let's get into some NBA talk to kick off things today. I think we've been doing that a bit lately, a lot going on in the NBA. Yeah. I want to talk about the trade deadline, all right? Um, are we going to be expecting the same sort of movement we've seen over the last few years of the deadline this year? I always find I get nervous this time of year, Woods, um, just mainly for, for the Hawks. Um, you know, are they going to trade, you know, someone that I like and I'm not expecting or something? Even more so that, you know, we just mentioned before we started recording, about six weeks till we go to the US, we're seeing three games in Atlanta. Like, I'd hate for them to, you know, trade three of these core players I like. Um, yeah, I, I think in terms of general players, I mean, look, last year was pretty big, wasn't it? We saw Kyrie um, get traded, I think maybe yep. two days later. That's when Kevin Durant said that he wanted to be traded and then he, he went off as well. So... I don't know whether we'll see the name players, maybe that we saw last year, given those two guys are, you know, um, all-star, you know, all-NBA caliber players. But I, th- I think we'll still likely see one. I think there'll be teams that are, 
you know, trying to strengthen their roster spots for these playoff runs and everything. Um, we've seen teams maybe aren't valuing draft picks as much as they were in previous years. So will we see, you know, I heard um, apparently for Alex Caruso, the Bulls are wanting two first round picks, which I thought was pretty crazy. But, you know, we might see some stuff like that going on just for teams to maybe go for, you know, swing for the, the, the Grand Slam now. Maybe teams like the Clippers, right? So they could potentially give up some, you know, I don't think they've got a lot of draft picks and stuff, but they could give up some, some future picks there and just try and strengthen that team for a big finals run. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. And what is it? It's Friday our time, I think, from memory. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, you mentioned the clip. There's a few teams I want to talk about. Let's start with yeah. our Atlanta Hawks. Mm. Are we going to be active at the trade deadline? Is it a real possibility that a DeJounte Murray, I've even heard whispers that Trey Young could be in, in uh, involved in trade talks. It might, a, million, might, uh, a million percent yeah. Trey won't get drafted. You heard it from me first. Um, won't, won't get traded. Well, you absolutely. Mean, yeah. Sorry, yeah, won't get tra yeah. um, traded, yeah. of course. Um, yeah, DeJounte's name's been coming up a lot, hasn't it? I've also heard DeAndre Hunter's name mentioned and Bogdan Bogdanovich, who's you know, interesting. He just signed um, in the offseason on a pretty pretty healthy contract or, you know, for the team, that is. Um, the DJ one's interesting. Um, I think they probably fielded a lot of calls about this. I'm not sure if they're the ones active, actively making the calls there. Um, I know they want a pretty good return if they are to trade him there. It's, um, you know, look, we've only had him a year and, oh, it's a year and a half, a season and a half now, isn't it? So the record maybe hasn't been great. I think our winning percentage is lower since we've had him than it was before that. But I think it's a matter of time trying to get these, you know, this backcourt on the same page. We have had a lot of injuries. I know other teams have as well, but yep. yeah, I, um, I'm going to say DeJounte does stay, but it certainly would not surprise if there was a trade there. I just hope if we do trade in Woods, it's not some rubbish thing there. Like, I don't want to get someone like D'Angelo Russell or someone like that in return. It's got to be someone that's, you know, an all-star type caliber player there. So, yeah, that's what I'm hoping happens there anyway. Look, this season has followed a similar trajectory to a few seasons ago when we made the Eastern Conference Finals. We started really slow and then went on a hectic run in the back half of the season, you know, yeah. to, to make that playoff run. And we've shown some really good form over the last, you know, five, six games. What's that, five in a row? We lost, we lost one. Five in a row, yeah, we lost Yeah, four one. out of the last five, yeah. Four out of the last five, yeah? Yeah. And I, I think the team, <laughs> still giving up too many points, don't get me wrong, but we're on a on an upward trajectory. So I think it's worth just sticking uh, with the team as it is now. Okay, a couple of other, other teams I want to raise with you. Two teams out in California, you know? Yeah. The Golden State Warriors, the Los Angeles Lakers. I think these two teams are also, you mentioned the Clippers, uh, are, are franchises that could do with making some moves at the deadline. What do you think? Are, are they going to be active? Um, I mean, look, the Lakers, I feel like, are always that team that's kind of putting rumours and stuff like that out there because they want to strengthen their team. So it be interesting to see what happens there. The Clippers, I think, is likely. I wouldn't be surprised to see them just trade. You know, I've heard people like Bones Highland, who I think they picked up maybe in the deadline last year, if I'm not mistaken. They could just, um, you know, try and get that, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth guy to build up their team there. Um, I'm not sure about the Lakers Woods. They're, you know, just struggling to stay over 500 at the moment. Um, you know, they're looking a bit old, I think. Some of these off-season signings that, you know, let's face it, you and I could sign with the Lakers in the off-season and people would be, oh, that's a great signing sort of thing. They always seem to be like that. A lot of people that, you know, maybe sort of suck up to the Lakers a bit. I don't think these guys like Jackson Hayes and Cam Reddish and some of these other guys that were a little bit hyped in the off-season have, have really been amazing for them. So I don't know what either team has got to trade in terms of, um, you know, high-profile quality players there. So I'm not sure exactly how they'll go, but um, I'm sure both LA teams will be on the market. Did you say Golden State as well? Was it yeah, Golden State especially. You know? Yeah, I mean, 
I heard a couple of trade rumors that they were looking to try and get Clint Capella, actually. So we'll see how we go with that. Um, one rumor I saw had um, Jonathan Kaminga and um, Andrew Wiggins going to Atlanta um, for, for basically um, for Clint Capella there. So a little bit surprised about that. Um, I'd, I'd probably be happy to get Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, a great addition to our roster. He's young. He's got a great upside. Um, and potentially parting ways with Clint Capella, that's something that we've talked about for a while. Uh, yeah. The only only concern for me is Onyeka Kongu ready to step up and start, and we've talked about this many times. So um, it remains to be seen, right? Mm, definitely. Yeah, it'd be an interesting one. I don't know why Golden State would give up on Kaminga right now, to be honest. He's kind of their, their youngest, like, sort of bright star they've got out there. Some of these other guys haven't been great, so I don't know why you'd get rid of him. But, yeah, they've got some issues in Golden State at the moment as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, if a shakeup doesn't happen in this trade deadline, it definitely will in the offseason. So finally, I'd like to talk about the Dallas Mavericks. They're struggling with the, a little bit with their front court. You know, Grant Williams hasn't delivered on their expectations. You don't know what you're going to get from Maxi Kleber. And, uh, you know, um, you've got, uh, who else do you have there? You've got uh, the Canadian, Canadian forward there. Um, having, having a blank, what's his name at the moment? Um, um. Oh, um, Dwight Powell, yeah. Dwight Powell, right? Yeah. Um, and they haven't Tim got Hardaway much out. Hardaway Jr., strange sort of player, right? The, the haven't got much out of Rashawn Holmes. So there's a little bit of talk that they're, they're going to be look at shipping off jo uh, Josh Green, our Australian, and, and look at getting PJ Washington from the Charlotte Hornets. Um, what kind of impact would that have for, for Dallas, bringing a guy like PJ Washington, who's been really good of late for, for the Hornets? I know you follow a lot of Hornets games, um, having Brandon Miller as one of your favorite players. Um, okay. and, and what kind of impact can Green have if he moves to that Hornets team? Well, firstly, the PJ Washington one's interesting. I'm hearing his name in a lot of rumors there. So I guess he's someone that, you know, Charlotte have certainly put on the market there that teams are interested in. Um, I'd be pretty surprised, Woods, if Dallas did give up on Josh Green. I think they really like him. Um, I could even say they're pretty high on green right now, which, um, you know, pardon mm -hmm. the pun. Um, yeah, I hope they don't. I kind of like his situation there in Dallas. Um, I think he scored over 20 points maybe in there. The, not today's game, in the game before he got over 20, which is a, a great sort of scoring game from him. Um, yeah, PJ sure. Washington's decent, right? He's, you know, he's a big guy that can kind of stretch the floor and that. Maybe we haven't quite seen him live up to his potential playing in, in a market like Charlotte there, but I'd probably hope that, that Josh does stay there. Um, but in terms of someone like PJ Washington, I think he's he's very likely to go to some sort of team. I think we might see a few of those trades from Charlotte, actually, you know, unless you, um, your name's Brandon Miller or LaMelo Ball, I think anyone's kind of, you know, a, a chance to be traded on that team. PJ had 40 the other night, right? 43, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think. He's, yeah. he's a so, fucking yeah. player, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Um, he's pretty inconsistent, but when he's at his best, he's good. He's absolutely, and he could help like a, a team that's going to be pushing for the playoffs there for sure. Awesome. Well, let's see how that all plays out at the end of the week, Robbie. Now, we set our All-Star Reserves last week, didn't we? We did. And uh, it's recently been announced. Let's bring up a selection. If you can just take the... Audience. Who went better? I didn't actually go to see. I know. I think maybe you might have got one or two more than me. I know I had um, Jarrett Allen in the East that didn't make it. Um, as much as I'm happy that Trey did make it, Woods, um, I think that might be the slide, wrong slide you got up there. There we go. Um, I'm um, I'm still shocked that Domas Sabonis didn't make it um, for the West. So look, I'll read the um, I'll read the West reserves out there, right? So um, 
So basically, Steph Curry and Anthony Edwards. I think we both had both of those guys didn't making it, making it, didn't we? I think no surprise yep. there. Um, and I think we had both. We both had the two Clippers, and we both had Anthony Davis. So I think we did pretty well there. I and we had made, and we had Devin Booker as well, right? Uh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so basically, I yeah. had. Yeah. Well, I think you had Cat and I had Sabonis, which is interesting. I'm a big fan. No, of both I had guys. Gobert and you. Ha- I had Gobert and you had okay. Sabonis, right? That's right. So neither yeah. of us had Cat, is that right? And Cat made it there. So that's the only yeah, one we yeah. got wrong. Yeah. It's funny. I saw a few comments from Rudy Gobert. He's obviously a bit disappointed he didn't make it. I haven't heard much out of the the Sacramento and Sabonis camp there. He's probably someone that doesn't really care. He's probably got got other plans for that that week off there. But you know, I think he might have pushed out another triple double today, Sabonis. So it's a shame. Yeah. Um, you know, if there's another injury, surely he's the first one that gets picked there um i'd love almost something like say there was another injury in the east there woods i'd love to see some reason that they could get get some bonus over there because otherwise you're sort of getting the third reserve in the east when someone that clearly i in my mind should have made it um you know he probably likely won't so at the moment we're expecting all those west players to play i don't think there's any sort of niggling injuries Correct. lebron's always someone you never know i think even if lebron was injured he'd still play and just you know play a couple of minutes sort of thing um look in terms of the the east there um Paolo Banchero, I was pretty... I don't know if you had him, did you? I know I did have him making no, his first All-Star game. Um, Jalen Brown, it's interesting. When I saw Jalen Brown was named for the dunk comp today, Woods, um, <laughs> my first thoughts were, is he going to do like the old Spud Webb dunks where he runs up? Because obviously Jalen Brown Jalen Brown can't dribble a basketball. So is he going to run up and just try and do dunks without actually dribbling it like Spud Webb used to do in the day? Yeah. So interested to see what happens there. Um, yeah, Jalen Brunson and Tyrese Maxey, they were both locks, I think, to make yep. the team, um, and Donovan Mitchell. And, yeah, the two injury replacements, I, I think you might have mentioned, so Julius Randle and Joel Embiid. Um, Randle's expected back in a couple of weeks. Um, Joel Embiid is the big, you know, asterisk, question mark, TBC type thing at the moment. They're saying they're going to reevaluate him in four weeks. Um, yeah, it's um, it's a shame, isn't it? Someone that was averaging close to 36 points and about 11 boards this season, he was having one of the... One of the greatest seasons we've seen in our time following the game, Wood, so it's a shame that yep. he's out. Um, and, yeah, Bam Adebayo, I think, is the other one that I didn't mention that made it there. So, yeah, for me, look, I'm happy that Trey's on the team now. Scotty Barnes, I think, yeah, he was in my snubs, this sort of thing. Jarrett Allen's got to be sort of close there, but, you know, I guess you've got to, um, you know, Scotty Barnes and Trey were, were deserving of that. But, yeah, what were your thoughts? Any Did you think they got it wrong with any of these picks? or you, you think No, I mean, I, we had a few slightly different choices there, but, you know, I had Scotty Barnes in there and Trey Young in there, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm not too fast there. So just to be clear, um, Joel Embiid and uh, Julius Randle will not be playing and Scotty Barnes and Trey Young will be replacing them, yeah? Hey, Woods, tell me, I haven't looked this up myself, but Paolo Banchero, when was the last time you could remember an Orlando player making the All-Star game? We'll have to get a bit of a fact check there, but that's got Ooh. to have been a while, right? Would it be uh, Dwight Howard? Maybe. Yeah, has anyone made it since Dwight Howard? I know there's probably someone that we've forgotten somehow. Um, yeah, but it just seems like a long time. I sort of see that Orlando logo there and thought, oh, good on him, good on the franchise, getting that guy they took number one. And, you know, he's had a really good year and they've had a, a good um, you know, a good team there. Bam Adebayo, happy with that? or Yeah, very like... happy. I, I had him on my selection, right? Okay. You know? Yeah. Because he's leading that team, putting up good numbers. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that selection. Okay. Cool. While we're on Joel Embiid as well, the injury's been a travesty because he's having you know one of the greatest seasons of all time in fact i was reading the other day the greatest scoring season per minute even better than will chamberlain only averaged 50 points a game because he was playing you know 48 plus minutes you know um so this is the in terms of productivity in points per minute this is the greatest scoring season the history of the nba right Mm. now they're coming what fifth i think in the eastern conference at the moment 
they're going to have to, you know, stay afloat and, and, and make sure that they get a decent seed um, when Joel Embiid comes back, hopefully for the playoff run. Should they make some moves at the trade deadline themselves to try and, you know, um, shore that team up um, so that they can, uh, you know, um, maintain a good seed um, go- going into playoff time? Yeah. Look, they could potentially. I know Tobias Harris's name's always mentioned out there. I think he's someone that's quite, you know, well-respected around the league. But, you know, is that, you know, can they? They probably still need someone like him on there to put up the, the points on the board. So they'd have to get something pretty um, good back for him. Um, yeah, it's an interesting time for Philly, isn't it? Um, they certainly struggle. The record's pretty poor without Embiid, as you'd expect this year. Um, Maxi, if anyone's got Maxi on their fantasy team, he's probably smiling right now because he's just going to, Put up some massive numbers for the rest of the year, you know, yep, leading that sure. team. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? I think it's just robbed everyone, and like you said, of one of the the better seasons we've seen. It's also potentially robbed me for my first ever NBA game next month because that very first game we're seeing is Clippers versus Philly. So, do you think he's any chance to be playing? I think it's the twenty fourth of March, Wood. So they're saying they'll reevaluate in four weeks. Do you think he's any chance, or they might just? Or do you think he? What What do you think is going to happen? Are they going to shut him down for the season, or what do you think they might end up doing there? I think first they need to evaluate if he can make it back for the playoffs. If he can, there's no point in playing him in the regular season. If they do, it should be in the last couple of games of the season just to get his conditioning up before the playoffs start, right? Yeah. Um, in limited minutes. But I can't see him being available to play um, in six weeks. When we're what if there. I make one of those posters like you see that says I've flown all the way from Sydney, Australia to see Joel Embiid? You know? what, do you think they might play him if they see that sign or do you think there's still no chance? Definitely not, but I still think that you should make that poster. That would be pretty cool. You'd get on national TV, right? Sounds good. That's what we can do, yeah. All right. Um, okay, so the NBL. Let's, let's move on to the NBL. Heating up mm. two rounds after we approach the playoffs. Yeah. So I wanted to touch on a few things, right? And we, Our franchises specifically, right? And we... We normally, you know, speak about each other. Uh, I speak about the Kings. You, you, you speak about the Wildcats. So I thought let, let's switch it around a little bit as the playoffs approach. Um, I'd like you to speak about the Kings and 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 what they can do to to make the playoffs if they can. They've got two games left: one against the Hawks, one yep. against Southeast Melbourne. You'd think they should win against Southeast Melbourne and probably just sneak into a play-in position there. What what do you think the I, Kings need to do to... Yeah, I actually yeah. think I'll win both of those woods and I'll actually make the top four, which will be my prediction. So they'll actually okay. be in the playoffs and not the play-in. I'm not sure if the exact maths, so I might call up the ladder while I'm talking about this now, if they win both, if they're actually guaranteed to make it or whether it's going to come down to other results. Um, it's interesting the ladder before I talk a bit more about Sydney. Um, I saw on NBL overtime last night, obviously Melbourne United are guaranteed a top two spot and the Wildcats are guaranteed a top six spot. But... Every other spot is still, you know, open now. So I think that's amazing with two rounds left. Um, I think it's really good to see this year just how close the league has been. So in terms of Sydney, yeah, so they're 12 and 14, which that's crazy to see that stat, isn't it? If I would have told you at the start of the season with two games left, the Kings would be two games under 500, you wouldn't have believed me, I would have thought, with that that amazing roster they built up in the offseason. Um, look, if they if they win those last two, they'll go 14 and 14. Um, I think that will be enough to get them into fourth spot because you mentioned they're obviously playing um, Illawarra. Illawarra's still got four games left, which is, is interesting, isn't it? So they must have doubles both both rounds. Yeah, they must do. Too. They do. They do, yeah, certainly so. Yeah, so, yeah. and look, Brisbane's got the same win-loss record and play the same amount of games there, which is, is interesting as well. Um, and New Zealand's probably that other one if we're talking playoffs. Woods. They've still got four games left as well, and they're only one game behind Sydney. So, you know, two games in hand, one game behind Sydney. So 
it's interesting, isn't it? Sydney could theoretically win both of those games and still not make the top four and have to go via the play-in. So I think either way they're making it Woods, but, yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether it's top four or whether it will be fifth or sixth there. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that they're 12 and 14. We were 7 and 3 from memory. Uh, I'm sure the viewers will correct me if I'm wrong there, but that doesn't bode well since then, does it? You know? No, the whole DJ Hoke thing's been, yeah. look, it's been disappointing as a, you know, for me, someone that I really loved his game last year for Cairns. And I was, I was scared when Sydney signed him. I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, getting someone who's in the top three in the MVP voting. And he just hasn't been able to stay healthy all season. Has it been the one injury or has he had a couple of different injuries there? Do you know? I think or? it's the shoulder that's really okay. been plaguing him and yeah, coming back yeah. a bit early. So let's just say DJ Hogue is fit and we hypothetically get a fourth seed. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance that, that the Kings can make some uh, a splash in that in that playoffs if they if they get it together in a three game series against, say, a Melbourne? Yeah, on paper I'd say there's definitely a chance. Um we know the game's not played on paper. I'm still a little bit worried about their coaching woods. Um yep. He's he's still not convincing. Is he two games left? Just substitution patterns. Just his his knowledge for the way the games played here, the way the games officiated here. So, yep, I agree. Um, and look, I'd never say never. Um, if they were to somehow get, um, like say Tassie, for example, um, in a in a three game series, I think they could beat them. I'm maybe not as high on Tassie as what some other people are, but I think Perth's going to wrap up that second spot with three games in hand. Um, they've, they've got a two game lead over Tassie as well, so I think it's going to be Tassie and and. You know, one of those other three teams we mentioned that's going to finish fourth. So, um, look, short answer is I think they could win one of those series, but I'm I'm not convinced just with the coaching yeah. and with the, the health issues. No, I'm with you. I agree. So let's talk about your Wildcats. You just mentioned them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, start of the season, Bryce Cotton was really struggling for form. And, um, you know, the Wildcats go as far as Bryce Cotton goes, in my opinion, right? Yeah. He got it together and really dominated, and they went on that run. Over the last two games, I think this, the stat was I was looking, I think it was four from 26 over the last two games or five from 26. Um, he's averaging, you know, to 10, 10, 10 15 points a game, and, and they've, they've suffered two, um, two bad losses. So my question to you is, are they over-reliant on Bryce Cotton? You know, I mean, it is, is it a bit of a concern for you that um, if he doesn't perform, uh, the Wildcats struggle to win ball games? It's strange. I thought they'd move past this, you know, with the way they were playing earlier in the season and, and that sort of heavy reliance on Bryce, you know. They've got a deep team. They should be able to, you know, cover if Bryce is having an off night. Um, to me, I think Cotton looks – he looks a bit tired. He also looks a bit frustrated. We've heard, you know, there's been a lot of talk about him not getting the calls and yes. perhaps he's maybe overthinking that a little bit. Um, I'm not sure, Woods. As much as I'm a, a massive Perth homer, I think he does get quite a few calls. Um, I think some of the times he gets fouled on threes, they're not fouled. So I'm going to probably be the opposite to what people – would think would, would comment on those things. Sometimes when he drives to the basket, he seems to initiate the contact. Um, you know, he probably weighs about as much as you there. So if he gets bumped by a big guy, he's going down on the ground. So I don't know. I think he needs to probably move on from that. Um, and I think some of the other guys need to step up. We saw Pinder have a pretty good game last week. Um, I still feel like we need more from Jordan Usher and, and um, Doolittle as well. He's hasn't been as good probably the last month. We're not sure if that concussion's had anything to do with that. but Could be. Yeah. But I mean, in I mean, terms of the in terms of the Bryce stuff, though, Woods, they need probably a bit of a plan B there because teams are playing a bit of an old style defense on him. They're really playing him closely. They have a guy switching to him all the time. Should, it should mean that someone's open, so he's a good enough passer that he can get people open. They've got to knock down shots. But yeah, three games for the Wildcats to write this. Um, I'm still pretty happy, Woods. There's seven games over 500, 16 and nine for the season. Um, you know, it's still been a very good season considering they didn't start amazingly there. But yep. yeah, they need to pick it up this week, I think. Otherwise, there could be a few concerns. 
And, and to be fair, I think it's New Zealand, one of the last two games, right? They've, they've defended him really well. Coach Tatum, Coach Manuel yeah. have done a good uh, job absolutely. on him. Um, I also think that it's, you can see it in his face. He's letting the refereeing get in his head a little bit, right? Which is affecting his ability to perform on the floor. As you mentioned earlier, and you made a very good point, Robbie. He needs to just forget about that a little bit and just yeah. focus on his game, right? The game's going to be called the way the game's going to be called, right? Yeah. The team needs him. So to bounce back this week, yeah. The John really stuff's been been funny when he goes into these press conferences and he's like, um, has anyone got the box score there? Can you tell me what the stat is? It's like um, FLD. Does anyone know what that means? And it's like the stat for how many times someone's been fouled. It's it's funny. Apparently, he asked it in a press conference last year. He clearly knows what that stat means. He's just of he does. get a bit of a rise out of the reporters and stuff there. So I thought that was quite funny. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, is there some food for thought that once they lock in, say that second seed, that they maybe play him a bit lighter in minutes in, in the last game or two of the season. He's playing 37 to 40 minutes every game, right? Yeah, you could see someone Is like Corey, yeah. Corey Webster, if they do lock up that second spot, maybe he could even start or play, you know, pretty much split those minutes with Cotton and sort of give Webster a bit of burn there. So hopefully it happens. Um, I know they've got another random Saturday night game this year, uh, this week. It's a shame they couldn't get that win on Mardo's retirement day as well. Um, shout out to the great man, Damian Martin there. Um yeah, it's always disappointing when you've got a big sort of game, whether it's some milestone game or, you know, a jersey retirement there that you can't get the W. But a shout-out to Mato, though, one of the absolute class acts of the NBL. Well, let's speak on that a little bit further. You know, our good friends Nathan Stewie were there. Um, what does he mean to this ball club and the Perth community? I mean, it's just amazing, isn't he? I don't think I've seen that combination of someone that was such an impactful player on the court to someone who's just such an amazing human being. Um, you know, I've told the story. I've met him quite a few times. I was lucky enough to meet him. I think it was maybe it was the James Ennis's year um, when they had the NBL Blitz in Crow's Nest in Sydney of all places, Woods. And I've never had such good access to some of these stars. I mean, he was the tree getting something from the canteen. I went over and I spoke with him for a good 10 minutes there. His brother actually was there and took a photo of the tour. So I got hanging up actually. Not I've probably already showed it on the show before, but um, there's me and Marto. Nice photo there. Um, awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just an amazing guy. Um, what he did for the Wildcats and that franchise there. You know, someone that's not a Perth boy. He's obviously a you know, country New South Wales guy that's, that's yep. found a home in Perth now, and I think he's probably probably there to stay. So, yeah, he's um, it's great to see his number retired and, and in the rafters now and thoroughly deserved, I think. Shout out to Damien Martin. Okay, so you were speaking about the breakers, right? They've got four games in hand as well as yeah. as Laura, so doubles on the last two rounds. Mm-hmm. We just got news that Anthony Lamb's got a ruptured Achilles and he will be out for the season. Poor guy. Um, he's had a great season. He's got a long road back to recovery. How is this going to affect uh, the New Zealand Breakers push in these last four games? You know, I think they're going to miss him. Oh, they're going to miss him big time. I mean, he's been a bit of a revelation, hasn't he, this season? He came in to replace um, Justin and Jessup, I believe, who's actually still rehabbing that injury in New Zealand, which is kind of remarkable. Um, but, yeah, he's been – he was good from the very first game here. He's been really fun to watch. Um, he's still likely to maybe get an All-NBL yeah, first team, I would have thought, even though he's, you know, he's going to miss these last four games and he, he started the season late. But he's got to be a big chance there, at the very least All-NBL second team. Um, yep. I do think New Zealand have got that depth to cover for him, though. Um, I think I might have mentioned either last week or the week before. I'm still high on that roster. Um I love the the other two imports I've got in in Sheetham and the the law firm there. Um, I like some of the you know local players I've got and that depth they've got. So yeah, four games left. I don't know whether it's in their own destiny now, is it? So you know, if they won all four there, they'd finish on fifteen wins. That would definitely get them in. But look, if they go two and two, their woods. If they end up you know thirteen and fifteen, 
Yeah, they're not. I mean, I'm not sure if that gets them in there, right? Because you know, Brisbane, it could could definitely come down to percentages, and we saw that in the last um, last game of the last round last season, right? And that's why people shoot those shots at the end of a game, right? Don't do this American rubbish that you love, Woods, where you just dribble the ball out and shake hands with someone. Get get a three up there. Try and boost your scoring average, and it could come down to those little things like that there. So look, they could definitely um, finish with an equal record to say Sydney or Brisbane. I know Cairns and Adelaide are both on the same amount of wins, that they've played two more games. So I think you can cross them out now. So I think New Zealand's kind of that last team that's currently out that could eventually make it in. So I'm, I'm thinking they will make it. I'm actually going to say now I think they do make it and maybe Brisbane drop out. And that's been the story of their season. You mentioned Justin and Jessup, right? Throughout mm-hmm. the season, they've had injuries to Finn Delaney, William McDowell-White, Zylan Cheatham, and they've just managed to stay afloat despite all of this. So it's something that they're accustomed to. The yeah. fact that Zion Feetham is healthy now and playing some good basketball, papers over the cracks somewhat, a little bit l- losing lamp, right? So mm, Yeah, 100%. Yeah. All right. So maybe we'll just go through the the round and we can give our predictions as to um, what we think. I'm just going to bring it up. Give me a second, Rory. Let me know when you can see the screen. All right, got that? Yeah, all good. All right, let's start. Round starts on Friday. Very big game. New Zealand Breakers at home to the Illawarra Hawks. Who you got there? That is a big one, isn't it? Um, so both these teams on a double this week. I think maybe the only teams on a double from memory. Correct, correct. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like every every game this round is going to just totally shape it. I'm looking forward to, to next week's final round. Um, I'm going to say New Zealand win this one, but you're right. This should be a cracker of a game. This is a this is a can't miss game. That's, I can't quite read the times. That's the early game, I think, on Friday, isn't it? That's a 5.30 game, yep. Yeah, it's always a bit tough to watch that time, but yeah, that should be a really good game. What are your thoughts on that one? I got Illawarra, you know. Um, they've been on a good run. Last They had a really good round. They're, 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 they've got that momentum. Justin Robinson started to play well again after going um, quiet for a while, so I'm going to go Illawarra in a tight one, yeah? Yeah, sure. All right, let's move on. The second game of, on Friday, another massive game. Brisbane Bullets, Adelaide 36ers. Brisbane at home there. Who you got? Mate, Adelaide, one of the form teams in the season at the moment. It's um, great to see Trey Kell playing well. Um, you know, DJ's obviously re-signed and, and been quite good there. Um, it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, I think if Brisbane lose that one, they, they will probably... Be no yep. chance of making it. Um, if either of them, if either of them lose, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, they play the same amount of games, and Brisbane's only won one more. So you're right. Um, I'm gonna say maybe a little bit too much at stake for Brisbane at home on this one. I'll say they might get a close win. Okay, yeah, I'll probably just agree with you there. You know, um, Southeast Melbourne at home to Tasmania, riddled by injuries. Southeast Melbourne, I can't see them. Um, I can see them competing, but Tasmania should get that done. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, injuries aside, Woods are really another another disappointing season for South East Melbourne. Um, I think I've mentioned it a few times. I was yep. high on them at the start of the year. I think they did construct a pretty good roster there. But for them to be, well, I mean, very likely to be Wooden Spurs here is just a real disappointment, you know, no matter what's happened with the injuries there. So, yeah, I don't know. They've got a lot, lot to play for. We might just see them, you know, roll over and sort of die in these last two games. So maybe Tasmania by, you know, 12 to 15 in this game, I'd say. Yep, I agree with you. Perth, your Perth Wildcats at home, uh, that Saturday game you mentioned to the Taipans. Surely Perth should should get the job done there. I think they should get back on track for this one. Um, Cairns seem to be limping to the finish line. It's been a, a pretty you know up and down season for them, probably a lot more downs than, than ups there. So, yeah, I think Perth will turn it around, um, make it win 17, and that will lock up that top two spot if they get this one. So, yeah, I think Perth have got this one. 
While we're on the topic of, of that game in the Cairns Taipan, you, you, you saw overtime yesterday and the rumours circulating that there was a bit of a disagreement between Adam Ford and Taj McCall, and that's yeah. the reason Taj McCall was sent to the bench. Um, those two have had a great bond, a great relationship. In fact, Taj McCall has come out and said he's like my big bro, right? Yeah. What do you think happened there? Do you think that was a, 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 a coaching decision or a decision based on... Uh, a falling out between the two. I'd say it could be a little falling out, but I think they're both probably pretty thick-skinned guys there. So I think they can probably rock up at training the next day and and talk it out. Maybe go and have a you know a coffee or an even a cold drink or something and sort of talk through their issues. So I don't see any problems lingering with that. I think sometimes these things happen. You know, in, yep. in the heat of the heat of the battle. Fair enough. Yep, I agree with you. All right, then we got the double header on Sunday, starting with United versus New Zealand. That should be a fun game, but yeah. I think Melbourne at home should probably get the job done there against New Zealand. Mate, both of these two games are big, yeah. aren't they? Um, yeah, I mean, Melbourne, look, obviously Melbourne want to wrap up that first spot. They haven't quite done it yet. You know, Melbourne and Perth both have three games to play. They're nearly there, right? I think if they do win this one, it's going to, yeah, they've got a better percentage in Perth. So very likely if Melbourne win this one, they wrap up the minor premiership. So... Yeah, look, I'm tipping New Zealand to win that first one, so I think they'll probably split the, the round this weekend and, and Melbourne will get the W. Yep, I agree with you. And then probably the game of the round, you know, the freeway, what, what the free, the freeway free. clash or the freeway challenge or whatever, right? Sydney Kings versus the Lawara Hawks at Kudos mm-hmm. Bank Arena. Um, I'll be watching from the comfort of my house. I don't really want to go oh, in. Look so. at this. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? This is about the least um, games I've seen you. Tell me, is this a Sunday afternoon thing? Is this a not enjoying what the Kings are doing this year? Yep. Tell, tell Com- me about What's going combination on? Combination of both, man. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, not enjoying the brand of basketball they're playing. Um, I don't like the Sunday evening games. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, I just thought, let me just chill at home, spend some time with the family and then watch it on TV in the comfort of my house. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, Ooh. I mean, I kind of feel bad tipping Sydney because that's going to mean I've got um, the Hawks to lose both games this weekend. I kind of feel like, uh... no, I'm going to say the Hawks win this one. I'll probably change my mind from what I initially thought. Um, love the way Gary Clark's playing at the moment. Um, he, speaking of someone that could be an all-NBL chance, he's really making his claim late in the season for, for that honour there. So I'd say Illawarra could win. Um, I know they, they won the... They won the Christmas Day game, didn't they? That was the last time they played, Played, I think. Um, so, yeah, Illawarra for me. And maybe a good idea for you to stay at home. Yeah, I'm going to go with Illawarra as well, man. Like, you know, I've said this before, and I'm not just doing that, you know, reverse psychology thinking here. I do not want to see the Kings make the top six this year. I want them to, to you know, fall out so that the front office can really have a look at themselves, shake up a few things. I think Damon Lowry said it, whoever's coaching them next year, the front office needs to, needs to say, who gave up? Who gave up this year? You know, yeah. who yeah. gave up on the Kings? Who wasn't buying in to what they were doing? And they shouldn't be coming back, right? And yeah. even if we do make it in, I don't see us, you know, doing much or making some noise or winning a championship this year. So for the betterment of the future of the club, I, I'd like to see us lose <laughs> as much as I hate to say that out loud. But yeah, that's, that's my reasoning. Yeah. Oh, well. All right, man. Um, Let's do some classic pack, shall we? Sounds good. At least you're going to credit me last week. I was on fire, right? So normally you you were on fire. So we'll see if I can back that up as well. And um, yeah, I've got the series two skybox. Should I change it up or should I go with them? They're the difficult ones. Series two. Uh, What else you got? Yeah, get us something a bit more. A bit more high level. I'll do the on hold music while you grab that. So Woody mentioned the series two skybox. A lot of those series two are. You know, sort of free agent signings and things like that occur- that occurred. So you're not getting a lot of name players there. Um, one thing I'll say, Woods, I need to check that Dominate card you got last week, that insert card and that Fleer pack there, because I um, 
I found my big folder of Dominic Wilkins cards when I was cleaning up my house, so I'd like to get, confirm that. What do you got for us? Something I got the Upper, upper Deck 94-95. You know, ooh, the right. later edition of Upper Deck. You know I love anything yep. Upper Deck. So, yeah, I, I don't remember these ones a lot. It was those earlier years of Upper Deck, the ones that were my real wheel. Those Skybox series too, man. They're really difficult. Yeah, They've got some randoms some, in there. some ordinary ones, yeah. <laughs> Let's hope for another good one. All right. Dallas Mavericks for it. Number 44. Harry Davis? Uh, no. 44. I don't remember him that well. Mm. Oh, stop me on the very first one. Uh, Lorenzo no. Williams. Lorenzo Williams. Lorenzo Williams, wow. He's... Lorenzo Williams. Yeah. yeah, Lorenzo Williams, wow. Remember the name. I couldn't tell you a thing about him, so you could have given me 10 clues and I wouldn't have got that. So... Interesting card, they are, they're always quality cards up a deck. Yeah. Is there any inserts inserts in these ones as say on the front of the pack at all? Because I know they used to have some holograms in the earlier packs there. They used to I think I think that's inserts. the hologram one. That's the hologram one, right? Is that right? Okay. See? Yeah. Why can't we have got, the... got a Michael Jordan one instead of Blinden Lorenz and Williams? Jeez. Lorenz Lorenzo or Lorenzo? So I don't even know the first name. Lorenzo Williams. Lorenzo. Right? Shout out to Lorenzo. Insert card in every pack, all right? Okay. So we got one set. Okay. I'm not Katina Mobley, but I am Milwaukee Bucks. Eric Mobley? Eric Mobley. Oh, that's a blast from the Parsons. I love those old Bucks jerseys. I think I rocked a, a couple of them in recent episodes. So, yeah, I haven't thought about that, that name for a while. Okay. I, I, I like this guy. Great shooter from the Clippers. Um, white guy. Oh, Eric six foot seven. Eric Pytowski. Yeah. Nice. Loved his game. You know? Just, yeah. Wow, look who's got him. Is that Tim Bro? From Houston? It is. It's Tim Bro. It's wow, Tim Bro. Tim, Tim Bro. Yeah, nice. couple of names there I hadn't thought about for a while. We get this guy's card a lot. Just a bona fide scorer. Number 34 from the New Jersey Nets. Could really put up points if, when he wanted to. Six foot eight. Went to Auburn. Chris Morris? Chris Morris. And what do I normally say when we get a Chris Morris card? No, oh, I remember when he shattered the backboard on a dunk. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 look, yeah. Up, look that up on YouTube if no one can remember that yeah. one. It's a pretty solid dunk, too. Southpaw from our Atlanta Hawks. You're, Classic you're, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's about the only Southpaw I can think of from the Hawks. Oh, that's, a, that's a nice one. Who's, oh, he, who's he jumping over there? Is that Don McLean or someone? Yeah. Or? Oh, it's... Joe Klein, I think. Joe Klein, yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah I think yeah, he's yeah. about to throw that down on him to post yeah. the so Nice, nice. All right. When we talk about great centers in the 90s, this guy's name often doesn't get mentioned as much as it should. Um, came over from Europe, was part of some really good Indiana Pacers teams. Dunking Dutchman. The Dunking Dutchman, Rick Smith. Yeah. He was huge. What's his height and weight on that woods? He was so much bigger than some of those other centers. Seven foot too. four, 265. Yeah, he was huge. Yeah. He was bigger than your Robinsons, your, you know, your Patrick Ewings, all those sort of guys at the time. Another Southpaw whose card we recently put, um, I've given you the clue before, but I'll give you different, uh, that, that, had a weird free throw shooting technique. He going to, oh, you'd nice. want this guy looking out for you, looking nice. out for you any day yeah, of the yeah. week. And we got his card last week, actually, I think, didn't we? He, yep, um, last week, as much as he Mason. had a pretty awkward looking shot. Those baseline shots like he's jacking up there, they weren't yeah. too bad. They were very <laughs> flat looking <laughs> shots, weren't they? But again, yeah. though, these are, these are great looking cards, aren't they? Yeah. Really, really nice set. Oh, okay. 
Love this guy moved uh, into refereeing after uh, a career oh, in the NBA. Heywood Workman. Yeah, he played with the Hawks. Yeah, he's one of those um, rare players that's transitioned from a, a ref to a player, right? There's not a lot of them. We haven't had many um, great all-stars in this pack, but they've been decent cards, you know, mm. players we know, you know. Um, yep. Yep. Pistons center, number 41. Mark West. Um, Mark West. Give us some give us some tidbits on Mark West. Like He's involved that. in a trade, right? Yeah, I mean he was in that Philly trade, I think, that got Barkley yeah. to Phoenix there, and he was pretty well known for both those teams. Um don't remember a lot of Mark West with Detroit, but he was a he was a serviceable big man, I think, back in the day. Probably someone whose whose game wouldn't have translated very well to the, the current NBA. Yep, yep. Um all right. I haven't heard this guy's name in a while. Stewie, you'd love this one. Um number twenty one from the Heat, really stockily built. Bill Guy, six foot five, swing man, a shooting guard, small forward. No, Liddell uh, Eccles. Oh, ticket. Liddell Eccles. Yeah. Oh, I'm liking, liking that one. Yeah. yeah. You're doing I, well I, today. I really remember him from Washington as well back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Eccles, yeah. Yeah. What yeah. college did he go to out of interest, Woods? Liddell Eccles. New Orleans. Okay, so a bit of a random college. Yeah, great name. Jeez, these are awesome looking cards, man. They are. They're good, aren't they? Yeah. Don't, have we done one of these packs before? I don't think we have. No, I don't think we have, man. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. What is this? This is a okay. This is a draft an analysis card. Um, Charlotte had it has on the NBA championship. And they've made the right moves in the draft, getting this guy with the thirty-eighth pick. Right, That's testing me. Thirty-eighth pick in like nine. Six foot seven, went to Kansas. Oh, um, Rex. Um... Is it, am I right with Rex? No, Darren Hancock. Oh, okay, no, all right. No, I don't about him. Yeah. Finally. Finish, finish with a good one. We started off with a dodgy one, finish with This is the best one. one. This is the Ooh. best one ever, Ooh. man. This is um another another one of those rookie insert cuts. Mm. Um, I think Dallas did well in the recent lottery picks. This guy could be the next Irvin Johnson. The Mavericks will be back to the playoffs real soon. Okay, remembering this is the 94-95 season. One of the greatest point guards of all time he ended up being, right? So oh, the Jason Kidd, right? Jason Kidd, yep. Well, that's a nice looking card for sure. Nice. Yeah, that finished off well. Yeah, really nice looking set, those ones. Um, I don't know how long the upper deck ones went for. I know they weren't around forever, those sort of ones. But, um, yeah, I'll have to, to check my Beckett and get back to you for that. But, no, it was fun. It was fun. Nice, nice. All right, man. Been a great show. Why don't you take us out? Sounds good, mate. Well, yeah, just sort of, um, as we always say, please make sure you like, rate, and subscribe on YouTube, um, wherever you listen to your audio podcasts. Um, yeah, we really appreciate all the support that we get. Um, look, in terms of where we can be followed on X, we're at Throwbacks Hoops, Instagram, throwback.hoops, and our email address, throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, as always, if you've got any jersey suggestions, topics you want us to discuss on the show, perhaps even a guest that we haven't had on it, you'd like to you know, see us try and try and get on the show, just reach out to us there. Um, and of course, Patreon, um, if anyone wants to, to pledge a little bit of support for us there. Um, there's still quite a, a lot of um, you know um, fees and stuff associated with bringing this show each week. So if anyone wants to you know assist with that, we'll be very grateful. Um, and yeah, it's been a, another fun show that was. It has. Thanks, Robbie. Um, and yeah, to, to all our fans and, and supporters, until we do this all again next week, peace out. 